Welcome everybody. This is Maranatha Remnant Ministries. My name is Christian Gossett. Thank you for attending today because this is our 100th Woo! episode. Yeah! March of 2021. But I was already I was already doing these Bible studies before, mm -hmm. but this is when we officially uh, got on the social media platforms and on the podcast. But a mm -hmm. hundred episodes, and I just I just thank God that we're able to do that, and how much it's prospered and how much it's grown. And I mean, me and Pastor Carmen were talking about like you don't know what those videos are gonna do, those audio equipment. A day from now, a week from now, a month from now, years from now, who knows? Who gets their hands on it and give their life to Jesus? So I, I just thank God that, you know, we sow. I got to talk in the discipleship course and we will reap. And, you know, God has used, the, used this platform yeah. and He's given us this Maranatha Road Ministries to impact thousands of people. Thousands. Yeah. Not just hundreds, thousands. So. Glory to God. He gets all the glory. He gets all the praise. It's Jesus. Mm -hmm. Jesus is my master. He's the boss. I'm just manage what he mm -hmm. gave me, his ministry. So, glory to God. But um, thank you for all, everyone that came today, because this is the first time that we're doing it in our house, me and Yay. Chelsea's house. So, encourage you guys God will do the same for you Amen. God will provide for you God will you trust in him you follow him you're obedient God will supply all your needs according to Amen. the riches and glory that are in Christ Jesus that's right Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 okay. and um, the people that can't attend or can't make it today you know this is why we record so we can send it to people and then whoever is listening we welcome everybody from different platforms mm -hmm. Apple you know Spotify pot, um, um, what was it called Podcast Addict. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff that we mm -hmm. attend to. Instagram, thank you for joining. We haven't done this for a bit, but mm -hmm. um, we're trying to work some, some details out and fix some things so that we're going to the next year with the vision that God's given us, right? Like, we're going to be so in tune with the kingdom and we're going to fix these, these yeah. small problems mm -hmm. so they don't yeah. become big problems. Yeah. You know, do it while it's in an infant stage. Because I believe we're in that infant stage, but we're not going to stay infants. We're gonna this Man. this ministry is going to grow into maturity. It's going to prosper. It's going to reach more people for the kingdom. More people for the kingdom. The Lord keeps showing me like a sea of people mm. that like I'm that I'm preaching to, and whoever comes, they preach to. So think about that. We're here as the body to really reach the lost. But before we jump into today's topic. Um, I wanted to also talk about we had our outreach, our last outreach last Saturday. It was amazing. So good. Um, two men gave their life to the Lord Amazing. that day. One was named Alan. One was named Jeremy. One was LDS, and he is on drugs. And he's like, I'll get once I get clean, I'll get right with God. I said, you'll never get clean. You need the Lord to get clean. You need the Holy Ghost. So I told him. I said, do you want the Holy Spirit? And he said, yeah. And he gave his life to Jesus and he started to weep. Oh. Uh, also, Alan, he was 17. He was a 17-year-old kid, homeless, going in and out of his parents, didn't feel the love of God, doesn't even feel like no one loves him. And Kevin had a word of knowledge about him, about, you know, um, not feeling loved. 
And then when we said that God loves you and that you have purpose, you have value, and then I started telling him about Jesus, Man. he told me, he's like, well, I know Jesus. I said, yeah, you might have heard of Jesus. You know, you might have seen pictures of Jesus. But to truly know Jesus, you need the Holy Spirit. And if you don't have that spirit, that seal of redemption, that seal of promise, you don't have any communication with the Father. You don't. That's why a lot of people pray and they think that they're okay with God, but they don't have the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. Jesus even needed the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. yeah. to do his earthly ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. He had to be with the full measure of the Holy Ghost. So think about that. We can't, we can't do life without the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit is the arm, the power, the love, the sound mind of God resting upon this place. And this is how we're going to win the lost in dark times is through the power of the Holy Spirit. So, and so he started feeling the presence. He accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. He received the Holy Spirit. And I said, do you want the Holy Spirit? And he said, yeah. And then he started to bawl. I mean, waterfall tears. It's like a total just repentance. You can see it on his face. And I, and I kept hugging him. And I felt like the love of the Father was using me to be that point of contact of faith. So it was amazing. That man got truly touched by the Lord Jesus. And many other people, we pray for people to get healed. We pray for people to get set free from drug addiction. Um, we prayed for, uh, we gave people Bibles. We gave people clothes, food, water, mm-hmm. breakfast burritos. So if you sow into this ministry, you're impacting people for the kingdom of God. Because we're out there. So whoever contributes, we're going to make a place where you guys can donate. We, we've been kind of pushing it back. But I believe God's opening that door for us to receive the income so that we can provide for more people, that we can touch more people, because we need finances to do it. And once you sow into a ministry, you'll reap that harvest of it too. So think about that. Like if you sow into a ministry that's impacting people, you contributed to their salvation. You contributed to their healing. You contributed to their deliverance. Demons cast out, right? Yes. So um, glory to God. Um, Another thing that we have... Um, does anyone have any prayers or not prayers, um, any praise reports or any testimonies they'd like to share? Okay, I do. Ian, do you? Okay, go for it. Over this past weekend, I'm going to go and I think we're talking about this on Tuesday. But anyways, I hurt my knee and just like it hurt to bend and whatnot. Like after like the first day. But I just like throughout that entire time I just kept investing. Like I am healed, I was healed. He has to leave me now. And each time I would start doing that, it would just go away. And then when I got back to the ski trip and I really started like focusing on that, saying like, and I'm healed, I'm healed, just confessing it. Just going. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. Glory to God. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing, bro. That's, see, that's, that's what it takes, though. It takes consistency. It takes fervency. It takes about not letting Satan, you know, steal your healing. Um, I had that happen to me. Like, I was doing a really intense chest workout, and I felt, afterwards, I felt like my chest was ripped. I had to keep praying, and then it would, like, come back. I had to keep praying and come back, and finally the Lord gave me direction about it. And then, um, 
Yeah, so the thing is, it's like we need to be consistent to keep our healing. Because we have a thief that's trying to steal our healing, right? <clears throat> steal our wholeness and, and, and steal our, our prosperity that's been given to us by the blood of Jesus. So, um, thank you uh, for sharing that. Does anyone else have any testimonies that they'd like to share? I'll share. Yay! Yes. I don't want to be on camera. Okay. Just speak loud enough on the mic so they can hear you, though. Okay. So, a while ago, God put something on my heart, and I wasn't sure, like, how... He basically said I was supposed to bless somebody, and I couldn't figure out, like, who it was, when it was, or what it was for. And then I started... I was given information about um, somebody at work, and I was able to... Um, bless them because my husband also got it in his spirit and we were able to bless a family um and i was able to share a lot about the gospel a lot about jesus and um one person that we blessed said i never believed that people could hear from god or believed in god really but now i do because you're here today um, and so, um, regardless of any situations or where you're being led, you have to be obedient to God because you never know how it's going to impact somebody. So, but you had like words of knowledge. Yeah, I had words, a lot of words of knowledge, actually more than I've ever had before. And, um, that even just made it more real to them because they were like, what? We just prayed for this like a couple mm -hmm. hours ago. Couple hours ago. We just prayed for X, Y, and Z. And, um, God was just using me as a big, like flashing light, like, Hey, he loves you. He, he cares for you. He hears you. So it was really cool. But the cool thing was that these people didn't have money for Christmas. They yeah. have seven kids. Oh. So then we gave them enough to have a Christmas. Oh. Yes. So it was God totally just showed his goodness, his faithfulness. Uh-huh. And um, it, it, Christ prevails. Yeah. Right? yeah. Christ it prevails. It was so beautiful. And um, the thing is about what I wanted to say that kind of the Holy Spirit just mentioned to me was that, um, yeah, glory to God that you stepped out of faith. Yeah, that deserves an applause. Glory to God. But the thing is, what I was going to say was that because she stepped out on faith and she usually doesn't operate mm -hmm. in words of knowledge, because of obedience, Holy Spirit yeah. gives yeah. to you whatever you need, right? To, yeah. heal, to make himself known to someone that says, I don't know if God's real, but now I believe God's real because you showed yeah. up. Yeah. Because, because you gave me those words of knowledge. How did you know I was dealing right. with this? Right. Or we needed this money at this time. And it so, just... Did they just, did they pray? Yes. Oh, they let me pray for them, yeah. Oh. No, but they, they, they prayed before, as you're saying. Oh, yeah. Like, like a couple hours. And it was prayer. answered prayer. Yeah. Yes. No, a couple, a couple hours before. So a couple yeah. hours before they were praying about, like, if they should go to church, if they should, like, start their relationship with God. Wow. And then when I was there, I was like, God's telling me you guys are supposed to be at church. Do you go to church? And they were like, we don't go to church. We were just talking about it. Oh. Um, so there was a lot of that that just kept happening. And... Um, the, the man shared that he sees videos online and he says he doesn't know if stuff like that is true. Wow. And he said, because, oh, that this guy would get a pain in his foot and say like, oh, I need to go pray for that guy. He has a pain in their foot. And I was telling them how that video was probably my husband, and they laughed. <laughs> and you're like, and I was like, I'm not joking. No, I, I totally get that. And, um, I gave that. them the example. You said they don't believe in that. Yeah, I gave them. 
the example of when you had the hospital person with the hip. Oh, and I said, like, oh, just recently it happened at work with the same thing. And then I said, how would, how would my husband know I'm supposed to do something like this? And how could he, like, how would yeah. he know other yeah. than from God? Because I didn't, I was like, because I can't tell him anything other than the bare minimum. And he was like, that's crazy. This is real. I believe in it now. See? And it's yeah, it was, it was so crazy. Lord Lord God. God. Yeah. Lord I mean, that's something. And, and it was way and out of my way. And that's going to impact their children and yes. generations to come that, yeah. that, yeah. Know, that yeah. God provided for Because them. Chelsea kept saying that this is God doing this. Yeah. It's not us. This yes. is God doing this. And it's God blessing yeah. you. Amen. So yeah. we're giving glory to Him. And I told the family, like, so whenever good. you guys have this food or you have whatever... Just say like God provided this, and I was like, it's yeah. not me because everything that I have is God's, and yeah. I was like, it's not me, it's not yeah. my husband, it's literally God, and they yeah. were like, wow, oh my gosh, like they couldn't even believe it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Wow. So it was so cool. And that's the key about really being obedient, because first of all, you get blessed doing God's will. Yep. Yeah. You get the gift and power of God to do His will. Yeah. Right, and then you get to impact people. And change your life for God's will to be established in our life. Yeah. That's what it's all about, guys. That's literally, I could tell you so simply, that's what the gospel really is. Yeah. Like that right there, obviously accepting Jesus as Lord, being filled with the Holy Spirit. But then after that, that's like those three things, yeah. you can't go wrong. No. You can't go wrong if you keep that. So glory to God. Wow. Um, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, does anyone else have any testimonies or praise reports? I just... Christian had told me, like, he said that you had a testimony mm -hmm. about, you know, you blessing. Mm -hmm. They didn't say anything. It was a surprise. Uh -huh. <clears throat> but I was at the Walmart today, and this older couple is, like, she was telling me about how someone, she said she watched a show where someone went and blessed someone, and she goes, no one does that anymore. And I was like, well, actually, my son has a ministry, and that's, you know, we do outreach, and we bless. I said, my daughter-in-law just blessed somebody. I said, I don't know all the details. But they were just amazed and they were asking questions. And we're in church. I invited them to church. We gave them a, a, our, our car to our church. That's and amazing. Home. And just by you, just because it happened, she's like, no one does. And I was like, well, actually. Last night, after, after <laughs> work like, in the freezing yeah, cold, yeah. really far away. I didn't know. I didn't, Christian didn't tell me the details, but yeah. he, he just... But I said, we, we do that. I said, yeah. that's what outreach does. I said, that's what it's about. And yeah. It's about Christ. And, mm -hmm. and they were just like, they were so shocked. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and they were just like, that people do that. You yeah. know? So I think it's good that you share your testimony and it makes God real. Like, there's Christians. Mm -hmm. You know? There's like, people mm -hmm. out there that love God and love Jesus. Mm -hmm. Right, Tushish? That was my dog breathing so heavy. He, <laughs> he wants the attention. Sorry, guys. Well, I have one other testimony before we jump in. But see, this is the amazing part. This is what makes God real for people. Yeah. Is when we get a shared testimony. We get to share something yeah. happened to us. We get to share that we impact people for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. I mean, because a lot of people go to these dead churches and no one's doing anything but hearing the word and leaving and not doing it. Mm -hmm. We're doers of the word, right? Yes. We are soldiers for Jesus. Right. And that's what God has put in my heart 
is discipleship and raising soldiers for God's in-time army. That's what I'm doing. So anyways, I was at work today, and I was swamped. It was the last day, because I, oh, now I get 11 days off, because oh. now our, our, our semiconductor well, business and operations shut down, they shut down tools and stuff or whatever. But anyways, so I was at work, and this custodian comes in named Dante, and uh, he's obviously, he, he's Spanish, he comes from that background, and uh, he comes... And he's grabbing my trash from my desk. And he says, I notice that you have a Bible on your desk. Are you a Christian? Ooh. And I said, yes, actually, I am a Christian. And then he's like, well, I have something to tell you. So I was like, okay. He said that his brother that lives in Texas mm -hmm. keeps getting all these dreams about Jesus. Whoa. He keeps That's seeing, a like a, he sees like a cross coming, and then like the light of the glory behind the cross, and the cross going in to him. So this is his brother talking to his brother about these dreams. He said, I envisioned myself, I was there, and they put the crown of thorns on me. And they started whipping and lashing me, and I could feel the, the pain, the suffering of what Jesus went through. Mm -hmm. And the, and, the, and the brother's like, I don't, he's like, I haven't asked for these dreams. I haven't said anything. Um, it's just, stop. Okay, so anyways, sorry about that. The thing is, is that he was saying that his brother was going through all this stuff. And the first scripture that came up to me was in, uh, I believe it's in Philippians chapter 3 where it says, To know him. And his resurrection power, and to share in the fellowship of his sufferings. Because some prophetess woman prayed for me that I would start interpreting dreams, and right, and literally, step of faith, mm -hmm. I was able to interpret and say, This is a scripture that your brother needs to stand on. But you're, the thing is, your brother's being called by the Lord. He's being called, he's like, We're not, everyone says, We're not religious. Okay, yeah, me either. I'm not religious either. I have a relationship with Jesus. And I'm obedient, and I follow him. Yeah. So anyways, so the, what I was doing was that I was telling him what was going on about his brother. And I gave him my card, said I have my own ministry, all this stuff. So anyways, I started telling him, I said, well, where are you at with the Lord? And, you know, he's like, well, we grew up Catholic. I would go, and I would pray and go to church, and I would feel nothing. And then he started asking me, he's like, why do we even have churches? Like, what's the point of it? So then I started sharing that this is the bride of Christ. This is where other Christians and, and fellowship can happen. This is where we can grow other people and touch other people for Jesus. And I said, what you're not feeling is you're not feeling the presence of God in those churches that you go to because the Holy Spirit's not there. And now he's like, so now I'm telling him about the Holy Spirit. Now I'm talking, telling him about what born again means. So I started planting seed and I said, do you want to receive Jesus? He's like, well, I know it's a big responsibility. I'm just not ready yet. I said, it's okay. I said, when you are ready, I said, when you are ready, well, then ask God to make himself real to you. And if you pray that, and I dared him, I said, dude, if you, if you do that, God's going to do something amazing in your life, and you'll see that he is real. And then I said, Dave, do you have a Bible? 
he's like, no, I don't. So I literally, I, it was so crazy that I had this little Gideon Bible, the little one, the New Testament. And I had it with a light blue cover. I grabbed it and I had an extra one that I gave it to him. And I said, that changed my life right there. The word of God changed my life. And I started sharing scripture and I started telling him about my testimony. And you know what was so amazing? The guy said, when I first met you, I knew something was different about you. Something in your eyes was different. And I said, because he lives in me. That's why, no, I told him, I have Holy Ghost and he lives in me. As you can see the light coming out of my eyes because I have him now. So my eyes used to be black and dark, Chelsea knows. Mm -hmm. And now they change because I have the life of life of light in me, the life-giving water, that life-giving bread dwells in me, and that's Jesus. So the thing is, I plant a major seed, and God brings an increase, he brings a harvest. But that man, it, was, it touched my heart because I'm like, man, people can see that I'm a Christian without even saying anything. Mm-hmm. Just seeing that I'm actually different than the minority or the majority, excuse me. I'm a minority in the majority. Yes. And because I actually read my word at work, mm-hmm. I leave my Bible on the table for that very purpose. I want people to know who I am. Yeah. So they can't come up to me and ask me, hey, are you a Christian? What do you do? And then they'll start talking to you because what happens is it's an invitation and God will start bringing the people like he's doing already at that job yeah because remember like wasn't it todd white or someone who said that like 80 percent of christians have bibles but don't read them or something like yeah. that yeah like some crazy statistic but you're like actually the person who has it knows the word and it's always with you anywhere we go even if we go on vacation we pack our word every time yeah we don't go anywhere without it i don't leave home with my with my bible or my gun That's what I'm <laughs> he's getting I, I, I got both my weapons don't go to mexico with your gun Okay, Grandma. Uh, we'll go to Mexico with my gun. No. But right. we'll go with my word. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, let's um, let's get let's pray. Okay. Cause I know we're kind of running late. We're actually about forty-eight minutes, but it's all good, right? Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is an amazing time. This is a hundredth episode. It's amazing. Um, baby, can you pray, son? Uh, Father, thank you for this just amazing day, Father, that you've blessed us with. And thank you that we are here for this time, for this purpose, according to your will, Father. We thank you that we get to hear from your word, Father. We don't hear from Christian, but we hear from you through him, Father. We thank you that he is going to be a mighty vessel, Father, that the Holy Spirit will just overflow, Father, with your word. And that we will just be blessed by your word and by the presence of you being here. That we just get to praise you all of our days, Father. We're just so grateful for this 100th episode. We're so grateful yes. for what you're doing here yes. at Maranatha Remnant Ministries. And we thank you that we're blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' amen. name, amen. Thank you for praying. Woo. All right. Okay, so let's... So the title of today's preaching is He is Coming for His Remnant. Woo. So I think it's just appropriate that Maranatha Remnant Ministries is our 100th episode, yeah. and he's coming for his remnant. And also, I want to add to that title. The title is, Are You Marked by God or Marked by the World? Mm, that's good. Are you marked by God or are you marked by the world? Now, we're going to be reading out of Revelation chapter 13 Ooh. and 7. So, giving you guys. My brother Ian, he gave us a, a Revelation book. I haven't, I haven't opened it yet, but I'm going to crack it open. But I'm just going to read this out of the Word. Because literally it's like the whole book of Revelation. 
But this is what I want to say to you guys, is that Jesus is coming back. Yes. And if this is the last thing I preach, I'm going to preach about him coming back. Because the thing is, Jesus is not dead on the cross. He is alive. He is risen. He's our resurrected king that sits at the right hand of the Father of power and majesty. That's right. It's Jesus, the Lord of lords, the King of kings, the one that's going to come and establish his kingdom upon the earth and defeat Satan and all his, 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 uh, his minions as well. See, the thing is, Satan's already defeated. He's going to go around to and get defeated even more so. The thing is, you cannot overcome the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is what drawed us near to him. The blood of Jesus is what opened the gates of hell wide open and set captives free because of what Jesus did on that cross. It's because it's he is the one that has the keys to sin, death, and the grave, right? Jesus is the one that defeated and destroyed sin, death, and the grave. So I want you to go to Revelation chapter 13. So I'm gonna kind of read through this. Like I said, like last year we did a whole, we did a whole um, series on the whole book of Revelation. The thing is, what's kind of really odd to me is that a lot of preachers don't preach about the second coming of Christ. They don't talk about the book of Revelation. They don't talk about you need to repent and turn away from sin and, and, and walk righteously with the Lord. Or be filled with the Holy Ghost and power. Or to pray and lay hands on the sick. Or cast out demons in his name. Or raise the dead back to life. Or, or, or speak in new tongues. Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand? If we don't have that, we have no power. Yeah, that's true. And we're not going to be able to defeat Satan and his foes if we don't come with the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on. Can I get an amen? Can amen. I get a hallelujah? All right, yeah. grandma. All right. Wake up. He's sleeping over there. <laughs> So, alright, so Revelation chapter 13. Then I stood on the sand of the sea and saw a beast rising out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads blasphemous names. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth was like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him power, his throne, and great authority. See, G, see, Satan, he's a copycat. He's the counterfeit. He's the one that always tries to mimic God. So this dragon I talk about is Satan. And what he's doing is he, he's giving power to the beast, which is the Antichrist. So anti-Jesus, anti-him, right? They're trying to do, we have the Holy Trinity, right? The Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. But now, Satan has his unholy trinity, right? Mm -hmm. The dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. Mm -hmm. Do you see how they try to copy each other? Or yeah. Satan tries to copy God. Yeah. Because, have you noticed why he does that? Because the Holy Spirit revealed that to me. He does that because he knows every time God does something, it mm -hmm. always works. Mm. So, there's no, so he doesn't need to do a new thing. He just needs to follow what he sees God doing, and it should work for him. But see, the thing is, 
He's defeated. He's a withering branch. He has nothing new up his sleeve. He's been doing the same thing for thousands of years. And Jesus came upon the earth as a baby, grew up as a Jewish man, got filled with the Holy Ghost and power, and defeated Satan, and defeated death, and defeated the grave. And he's coming back for his bride that is going to be righteous, that's going to be holy, that's going to be worthy, that's going to be pure, right? It's going to look like him. And it's not going to be a weak church. It's going to be a mighty, powerful church that's going to show all the kingdoms of the world that this belongs to God. This is God's people. These are His chosen. These people are marked by Him. Glory to God. Woo! All right. Verse 3. Revelation chapter 13, verse 3. And I saw one of His heads as if it had been mortally wounded and deadly wounded was He. And excuse me, and his deadly wound was healed. Mm. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. Do you see that? Mm. Because that head got healed. But really, this is just this is just um what's the word I'm looking for, guys? Um not a figment of your imagination, but this is just a, a, a fig um a, I can't even think symbolic. of it. Symbolic, thank you. Symbolic of what, what really happens to the beast, right? He actually gets wounded mm-hmm. as a man and was gonna die, but then gets miraculously healed. Wow. So when they see that miraculously healing, and then he's, he declares that he did it himself, mm-hmm. then people start believing him as God, God. or as they start following him in his ways, right? Mm-hmm. So hear me out, I'm getting somewhere. <clears throat> And all the world marveled and followed the beast. Do you see that? All the world. Jeez, wow. All the world followed him. Now think about that. Who are you following today? Mm-hmm. Are you following Jesus? Or are you following the things of the world? Are you following Satan, the God of this universe, and the prince of the air? Or are you serving and following great Jehovah? Great Jehovah Adonai. Are you fixating your eyes on Jesus? Are you denying yourself, picking up your cross and following Him? That's what we have to really start looking at, guys. We need to check our hearts with the Lord. There's too many people out here that hear a different gospel. You know what this guy, the guy that I told you about, Dante, Mm -hmm. when I started telling him what the church was for and why we need church and who we are as a church, you know what he said? He said, why don't more people teach that? Why don't more people say that? Mm-hmm. And I said, if you don't know the truth, then you really can't be set free. Yep. Think about that. Someone that's an unbeliever says, why are they not teaching that? Yep. Because it's deception, and it's because it's the manipulation and the compromise that the enemy has done to churches and the body of Christ. But see, God is raising a remnant. Yep. Yep. God is raising the people that are going to stand before adversity and say, you know what? I ain't going to bow my knee to bail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, you can throw me in the fire all you want. I'm going to come out. And I'm going to be smokeless free because Jesus lives in me. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Pull on it, guys. Amen. This is it. This is a good word right here. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. So now we know that the world marveled and followed the beast. Verse 4. So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast. They worshipped. 
They worship the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Do you see? Mm-hmm. That's what Satan really wants, is your worship. Yes. But did you know that true worship, worshiping God in spirit and in truth, real worship is laying your life down. Amen. It's sacrificing your life, being a living sacrifice unto God. So these people are really sacrificing themselves to the beast that the dragon has given authority over, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Verse 5. And he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for 42 months. Then he opened his mouth and blasphemed against God. To blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted to him to make all war with the saints, that's us guys, Mm -hmm. and overcame them. And authority was given to him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life. Of the Lamb slain from the foundations of the world. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. He who leads into captivity shall also go into captivity. He who kills with the sword must be killed by the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. So think about that. This dragon has given all authority and power to the beast. People are worshiping him as the Antichrist and following him. All tribe, all tongue, all nation is glorifying the beast and following him. And now the, the, the beast or the, or the dragon, they're both separate things, so I want to make sure I'm saying it right. But, <clears throat> yeah, so it was the, yeah. So they worship the dragon who gave authority to the beast. So they're worshiping the dragon, they're following the beast, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, he's been given authority to trample over the saints, overcome them. Now you got to think, like, where's God at? Why, why, why is he letting this happen? Why is he letting this slide? Well, let me keep, let me keep reading, okay? The beast from the earth, verse 11. Then I saw another beast coming out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. And it exercises all authority of the first beast in his presence. And causes the earth and those to dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. He performed great signs so that even he makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. See, he was stabbed. He gets miraculously healed. Mm -hmm. Now people are following him, worshiping him. And now he's doing signs. Mm -hmm. So you're thinking like, well, the whole world's going to get to see, right? They're going to see this and they see that. But do you see what God's doing? Yes. We're literally not walking by faith. It's all by your five emotions. It's all by uh, your, your senses, right? Your, what you can see, what you can hear, what you can taste. 
what you can actually do in the physical sense. But did you see what the Lord said, what the words of the book of Revelation said? It says, here's the patience and the faith of the saints. Everybody else is moved by the miraculous signs and the wonders. But see, don't get me wrong, the signs and wonders are good if they come from the Lord. But the thing is, Satan is also trying to deceive people by signs, miracles, and wonders too. Understand? Because he knows that it works. But you see how Israel, they had to see all these signs, miracles, and wonders to believe God was real. But see, they were in the old covenant. Now we're in a new covenant. We've received the power of the signs and miracles, which is the Holy Ghost inside of us. And as believers, we now now know that the Spirit of the Lord is not just only in us, but now is upon us. Right? The thing is, they didn't have that type of covenant. We're in a new covenant. And that's why I believe God is really, like he said, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Right? That my sons and daughters will prophesy. But it's because he's empowering us even more so in a darker day, in the end times that we're going in. Right? <clears throat> okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Verse 14. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. Verse 15. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast. The image of the beast should both speak and cause many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. So whoever doesn't worship this false idol, this image, is going to be killed. He causes all both small, great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand and on their foreheads. And that no one may buy or sell or accept one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man. His number is 666. But I want to tell you something real quick. Satan don't care who you are. He doesn't care if you're rich. He doesn't care if you're poor. He doesn't care if you're free. He doesn't care if you're a slave. Right? He cares about your soul. He wants your spirit. He knows that you have eternity inside you. And he wants that. See, the thing is, what's amazing about the Lord is that I feel like the Lord has me always talking to people maybe of a lower social economic status compared to these CEOs and presidents. Just at the season that I'm at right now. But see, God cares about the custodian compared to the CEO. God cares about these people, but see, Satan does too. Because Satan wants them. But the thing is, we cannot be deceived in these times. Everything else is trying, to, is trying to take our worship away from God. Mm-hmm. And if we don't get plugged into the Word of God, if we're not fully saturated, fully rooted, mm-hmm. we're going to be deceived. Mm-hmm. We're going to be dismayed. We're going to be not going on the right path. It's so easy to fall back. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to fall back, right? right? But the thing is, God has given us His Spirit, which is self-discipline, which is... A, which is uh, patience, which is joy, which is love, right? Which is um, power and all the rest of the fruits of the Spirit. But what I want to say to you is that these people will receive the mark. 
It says all the world will worship him. So what does that mean? That means there's only a small portion that's not doing it. And guess what? We're going to be living in those days. If Jesus tarries, we're going to be living in those days. So this is the time to get strong now. This is the time to be rooted now. This is the time to have a relationship with Jesus now and not wait. Because guess what I told that man, that custodian? I said, hey man, God is such a gentleman that you either can spend all of eternity with him or you can spend all of eternity away from him because he's given you a free will. And I said, hey man, because I told him, he's like, oh, I just don't feel like I'm ready. But I said, you know what? You don't know. When you're going to die. Mm-hmm. I said, you're not promised tomorrow. I said, God forbid something happens to you. True. Now, was that fear? No, I'm not doing a fear tactic. I'm telling them the truth. Mm-hmm. See, the truth is what's going to set people free. Mm-hmm. But if we sugarcoat and make gummy drop conversations with Christianity, that ain't going to change nobody. You're wasting your breath. Mm-hmm. Tell people the truth. Tell people who Jesus really is. Jesus is not a pacifist. Jesus stood up. Jesus is a revolutionary. He changed the whole world. He changed the whole world and he stood up to the religious leaders. He stood up to the people that would cast stones upon him. He would go up to the people of the rejects of society and tell them about the kingdom of God. He would cast out demons. He would pray for the sick. All diseases were healed by him and still are today. But the thing is though, if you don't tell them the truth, they don't see no value in it. They don't see what they don't know him. Yeah, they don't know him. And the thing is, we have to show him. Like Chelsea. Chelsea went in there and says, I believe God now because you came. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the guy's like, I see something different in you mm-hmm. that I noticed different about you. Yeah. I said, yeah. because I have Holy Spirit. Do you understand? It's not, it's not based off performance. It's based off sonship and daughtership of the kingdom. Yeah. We're the byproduct of the Lord. Yeah. Right? Hallelujah. And people can see that. My sister saw that in DNA. She saw that in yeah. Christian. Mm-hmm. She didn't seem to want to see she saw that in you. Yeah. You know what? God wants to demonstrate his power right now. Mm-hmm. Just stand up and you'll be healed. Yeah. No, just stand up and you'll be healed. Stand up. stand up. Stand up and you'll be healed. It'll come over you. I just felt it in the spirit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, just receive it. Receive it. I am running. <laughs> I'm running. I just receive it. Believe it. Receive it. Receive it. Our job is to receive it. He wants to demonstrate his power. He does it, but you receive it. Just put your hands up and say, Lord, I receive it. Lord, I receive it. Spirit, leave now in Jesus' name. Spirit of infirmity, leave for now. Never come back. We thank you, Lord, that you're demonstrating your power. Not because you can, it's because you love. And we thank you for your mercy and compassion. Just receive it in faith and source your thanks. Holy Spirit, touch it. Alright, we're going to go to Revelation chapter 7.
Revelation chapter 7. So now we see a clear cut of who is sealed by Satan, the mark. They chose their master. They chose who they want to serve, right? Mm -hmm. But we all have decisions to make. Mm -hmm. And this is what we choose. Now I'm going to, I'm going to read this to you. The sealed of Israel. After these things, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth. That wind should not blow on the earth or on the sea or any tree. Then I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. Do you see, the Lord told me, he said, when your name is written... Yeah, so when your name is written in the book of life, the Holy Spirit told me this, that is your birth certificate. Mm -hmm. That is the Father signing off, saying, that's my son. That's my daughter. Amen. Because you've been adopted. You've been adopted. You've transitioned from the powers of darkness into the kingdom of his son and his love. The light of men is Jesus. He is the kingdom Right? He is the kingdom. We are his kingdom. Because we're one with his body. He's the head, we're the body. Now, think about that. Even God seals his angels. See that? He came with the seal of the living God. Not a dead God. Not an idol. The one true living God. Yahweh. Yes. Mm -hmm. The almighty one. Yes. The holy one. The ancient of days. That's the one we serve. The God of Israel. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's the God we serve. And the angel cried out with a loud voice to the four angels. To him it was granted to harm the earth and the sea. Saying, do not harm the earth, the sea, or the trees. Till we have sealed the servants of God on their foreheads. Do you see that God? You are not promised the wrath of God when you become his. Do you see that? That angel came and stopped the four angels from holding the wind. That wind is judgment upon the earth. They all chosen who they want to serve. Now, so God's like, all right, here's the judgment. But see, God even cares about the one. Yes. And he said, no, 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 no. Don't pour my wrath out yet yeah. until we've sealed every believer. Yes. That is mine. Thank you. Did you see? It says that when you become into God's hand, it says no man or nothing can pluck you out of the hand of the Father. Right. Nothing. Nothing. No famine, no pestilence, no sword, no nakedness, no principality, no powers of darkness can take you from the love of the Father and from the Father's hand. Mm -hmm. wow. Glory Amazing. to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. And then verse 4. And I heard the number of those who were sealed, 140,000 of all the tribes of, ch of the children of Israel who were sealed. Now, a lot of people are like, well, Christian, that's not us. We're not Jewish. We don't come from the tribes of, ben of, the tribes of Israel. Well, aren't you the Lord's? Mm -hmm. When you're adopted, you become Jewish in a sense. Mm -hmm. Because you're part of the covenant that they have. They were the first original covenant bearers. Mm -hmm. So it's like what Jonathan Kahn said. He said, you become Jewish in a sense of you're in that covenant with God. But see, the thing is, it's a spiritual, it's like a spiritual thing. It's not, you actually physically come, Grandpa, you're still going to be Mexican, okay? Like, that's it. Like, <laughs> I'm not even Jewish. But the thing is, is that 
we have been inherited. Amen. We have been adopted into the kingdom of God. And the thing is, is we are sealed with promise. It says we have been sealed with the Holy Spirit, which is the seal of redemption, the seal of promise upon our lives. So we are his chosen. I believe beforehand we're already, we're already raptured up with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Now, if we're not raptured, then we're still here upon the earth and we're still his. Yes. But this 100, 144,000 is different. And what I don't get why like Jehovah Witnesses believe in like only 144,000 go, well, then none of them can go if they ain't from these tribes. So it kind of crushes their whole doctrine right there. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Because look what it says. <clears throat> I'll read it. 144,000 and all the tribes of the children of Israel were sealed. Of the tribe of Judah, 12,000 were sealed. From the tribe of Reuben, 12,000 were sealed. From the tribe of Gad, 12,000 were sealed. From the tribes of Asher, 12,000 were sealed. From the tribes of Naphtali, 12,000 were sealed. From the tribes of Anesh, 12,000 were sealed. The tribe of Simeon, 12,000 were sealed. The tribe of Levi, 12,000 were sealed. The tribe of Ishakar, 12,000 were sealed. The tribe of Zebulun, 12,000 were sealed. The tribe of Joseph, 12,000 were sealed. And the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000 were sealed. So that means only they can go. But this is what, this is what I'm going to point out to you guys. I don't know how much time i got, but I'm going to... I'm going to kind of breeze through this. 11 minutes. Okay, all right. Perfect. Verse 9. After these things I looked and behold, a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and with palm branches in their hands. Do you see that? It said all nations. Mm -hmm. Well, Israel is just one nation. That means we're part of that multitude of God from different tribe, from different tongues, right? From different places. But the thing is, we're all standing in white robes and we have the palm trees. That's what Maranatha Remnant Ministry is the logo, mm -hmm. is the palm branches. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because it's such a prophetic thing because I'm laying down. You know what the Lord told me? In my secret place, he said, just like John the Baptist was quoting the book of Isaiah, talking about a cry in the desert, in the wilderness, make way for the Lord. Mm -hmm. Right? Make way for the Lord. And the Lord told me, he said, make way for me to come back. Mm -hmm. Make way for me to come back. Smooth the road for me so I can come back. And I said, Lord, I will do that. I will put my palm tree down and smooth the road for him wow. to come back. Mm -hmm. Because people are crying out for the Lord. Mm -hmm. And they need his second coming, right? right. Yes. This is the thing right here. So, this is us with the Lord, with the throne, with the Lamb. Verse 10, and crying out with a loud voice saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around. Look, imagine this. Imagine that. All the multitudes of the earth. Imagine. From every different ethnicity, every different color, every different nation, in white robes with palm trees. And now people are saying, God is our true salvation. Who sits on the throne and the land. Now the angels are standing up. And now they're giving glory to God. Isn't that amazing? With us. With us. 
around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures, so all the 24 elders now, casting their crowns. Yeah. Now the four beasts bowing before God. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Verse 13, Then one of the elders answered, saying to me, Who are these arrayed in white robes? And where do they come from? So now he's going to answer the question, Who are all these people? If we're, if we're the Israelites, who are these people? So he said to me, These are the ones who come out of the great tribulation. That's us, guys. That's us. We're going in those times. But fear not, for he's with you. Amen. For his rod and his staff comfort you. Amen. Though you may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Mm -hmm. Right? For your rod and your staff comfort me. He's our good shepherd. We shall not lack. Mm -hmm. Right? He, he comes down and lies us besides green pastures. He comes and brings us before still waters. Do you think he's going to let harm come to us? Mm -mm. Now the thing is, <clears throat> you're going to face persecution. Mm -hmm. You're going to face tribulation. It says, if whoever desires to live godly, they will suffer persecution. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, what Jesus said, and I keep, it just keeps refreshing in my soul, is that whoever tries to keep their life will lose it. Mm -hmm. But whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Find and the thing is, I found Jesus. Mm -hmm. I found my life in Him when I gave mine up. The thing is, he wants you to do the same. He wants you to, do, he wants you to be surrendered. He doesn't want you to face the wrath of God because it's, the wrath of God is for the sons of disobedience. Mm -hmm. And if we obey him, we walk righteously, we deny ourselves, and we follow him to the very ends of the earth, you will be satisfied. There is someone, um, let me just read this and then I'll, I'll, I'm gonna share a story. These are the ones who come out of the great tribulation washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. That doesn't make sense. How can a white robe get clean by blood? Wouldn't it be stained blood? No, because Jesus' blood cleanses and makes you brand new, makes you new creation in Christ, where all old things pass away, all things become new. He is the one that restores. He is the one that glorifies. He's the one that cleanses sin from your slate and makes it white as snow. Glory to God. Amen. <clears throat> Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne dwell among them. They shall neither hunger anymore. They don't thirst anymore. The sun shall not strike them nor any heat. For the lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them. Do you hear what I said? He's the shepherd, the good shepherd, right? He will shepherd them and lead them to the living fountains of water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Now think about that. God wants to be your shepherd. Mm -hmm. He'll lead you into the life-giving fountains of water. He'll wipe away every tear, but you have to surrender and you have to commit your will to the Father's will. Remember, Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess it before my Father. Mm -hmm. Right? If you tell me about other people, I'll confess it before my angels. Amen. Right? This is the time to confess. This is the time to tell people who you really believe in. Not just to be coward, not to be scared, not to be ashamed of the gospel, but tell people 
what you really believe in. And if you don't have, or you're still on the fence, you need to seek the Lord with all your heart and you'll find her. That's right. You'll yeah. find her. I promise you, it's in his word and it's true. And the, and the thing is, I was, Holy Spirit, bring it back to me. <clears throat> bring it back to me. See, the enemy is not going to wipe away your tears. The enemy is going to condemn you. They're going to shame you and they're going to drag you to hell where they're going to for all of eternity. Amen. The thing is, you have a, a small glimpse of time and then it's eternity. And you can't change it and it's forever. Mm. The thing is, this is your opportunity to get right with the Lord now. This is your time to trust in Jesus alone, repent, surrender, and follow Him. This is the time, guys. And you know what? I'm going to share something because Nancy Dufresne was talking to some person that um, went to heaven and they had a visitation and they saw um, they saw Stephen there, the first martyr that died for Jesus, the one that got stoned. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? He got stoned outside the synagogue. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> and the person goes up to Stephen and they see him like this. And he said, Stephen, you know, we read in the Bible how horrific your death was and how they stoned you and they beat you and they pulled you out of the temple. And you know how Stephen replied? He said, I didn't even feel it. Mm. He said, I was fixated my eyes on Jesus because it said the heavens ripped open. He saw God the Father and Jesus stand up from his throne for the Holy Ghost on me. And he looked and looked at Stephen. That's the first one that died for him. It's the first one that died for him. And Jesus stood up. And guess what? Stephen didn't feel the pains of this world because he was so filled with the Holy Ghost. That's the difference, guys. You can't just be a Christian and be a Christian. You've got to be a Christian empowered by the Holy Spirit. That's, right. That's the only way you're going to get through this world. This is the only way you're going to survive through that great tribulation and stand before the Lamb and the Father with your white, with your white robe and your palm branch, singing hallelujah and praises to the King. Now, if you guys have not given your lives to Jesus, this is the time to make it. This is because the thing is our world is going down a path of destruction and it will receive God's judgment. But the thing is you don't have to. God will literally stuff all the four winds of the earth to penetrate you because he wants to seal you with his life-giving water, with his life-giving bread, with his life-giving spirit, which is the Holy Ghost. And the thing is if you don't consecrate yourselves now, if you don't follow him now, well, when will you? When will you? Mm-hmm. Because there's another adversary out there trying to get your attention so that you worship him, so that you receive your mark. You're either marked by God or you're marked by Satan. There's no in between. And guess what? No one's going to get left behind. Mm-hmm. You're either going to go to hell or you're going to go to heaven. And I need to preach that because not a lot of pastors are preaching that. Mm-hmm. But this is the time to be alive. This is the time and the season to give your lives to Jesus. So if you're out there, just say, Father, Father, I come to you. I come to you. I believe Jesus. I believe Jesus is the Son of God. Is the Son of God, and that He's coming back. And that He's coming back for me. For me, I believe. I believe Jesus. Jesus, you died for my sins. You died for my sins, and that You rose again on the third day. And Jesus, I make You Lord. And Jesus, I make You Lord. Master. Master. And my best friend. And my best friend. Fill me, fill me with the Holy Ghost. With the Holy Ghost. Right now. Right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Surrender all to him. Amen. And you'll have him. Yes. That's all I have for you guys. Love you guys. Oh.